General Barr, thank you for your testimony. Uh, and let me start by just saying thank you. You've had an extraordinarily successful legal career. You didn't have to take this job. Being Attorney General of the United States is a sacred trust. You have betrayed that trust. America deserves better. You should resign. This whole thing is, is sort of uh, mind-bendingly bizarre because I made clear from the beginning that I was putting out the report, as much of the report as I could. And I, for one, am grateful that you answered that call and are leading the Department of Justice both with integrity and fidelity to law. Welcome to a special bonus episode of The Investigation. I'm Chris Blasto, senior executive producer here at ABC News. Joining me here in the studio, two senior members of our task force, John Santucci and Matt Mosk. But we have two special guests with us, senior justice correspondent Pierre Thomas and Capitol Hill correspondent Mary Bruce, who's sitting outside this hearing room. But what a day it's been on Capitol Hill today, and Attorney General Bill Barr has really truly been on the hot seat. And I think it was a letter that came out last night uh, that exposed, that gave Democrats some ammunition to fire these bullets at him. And what it, what it basically calls into question was two things. One, did Bill Barr mischaracterize uh, the Mueller report when he first put out that four-page letter? And two, was Bill Barr as forthcoming and honest and even truthful during his congressional hearing a couple weeks ago. So now, as I said, we have Mary Bruce and Pierre Thomas. Let's listen to one of the first testy exchanges of many from Senator Pat Leahy describing the incident. Why did you testify on April 9th that you didn't know the concerns being expressed by Mueller's team, when in fact you had heard those concerns directly from Mr. Mueller two weeks before? Well, as I said, I talked directly to, to Bob Mueller about his letter to me and, and specifically asked him, what exactly are your concerns? Are you saying that the March 24th letter was misleading or inaccurate or what? He indicated that it was not. He was not saying that and that what he was concerned about. That wasn't my question. Mr. Barr, you seem to have learned the filibuster rules even better than senators do. My question was, why did you say... Uh, you were not aware of concerns when weeks before your testimony, Mr. Mueller had expressed concerns to you. I mean, that's a fairly simple... Well, I answered a question, and the question was relating to unidentified members who were expressing frustration over the accuracy relating to findings. I don't know what that refers to at all. I talked directly to Bob Mueller, not members of his team, and even though I did not know what was being referred to, and, had, and, and, and Mueller had never told me that, that, my, that the f- expression of, of the findings was inaccurate, but I did then volunteer that I thought they were talking about the desire to have more information put out. But it wasn't my purpose to put out more information. You know, listen, when I heard that, Mary, it reminded me, I know I talk about my Clinton days a lot, but it reminded me of another person who was very good at parsing uh, language. Can we go back and listen to a very famous person who is excellent at parsing language? It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. 
Mary, what do you think? Do you just have that ready uh, at the ready a button that you just push your Clinton button there? I do. It's, it's his ringtone. It, yes, and it wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> it's your ringtone. But seriously, um, it, well, it it reminded me of those days. That uh, there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, that that's what Democrats are, have been very quick to point out. Look, that the Bill Barr, yes, he is a lawyer, and he seems to be doing some very uh, careful lawyerly parsing of the words here. When you look at the big picture, right, this letter that that came out uh, that we learned of overnight, uh, the Mueller letter in which he essentially complained to the attorney general about the way that he was summarizing his report. That was a bombshell here for Democrats because they look at this letter and they say that it underscores their concerns about the attorney general. They say it reinforces their criticisms and accusations that that they feel that the attorney general has been essentially acting uh, at the president's behest, that he's been doing Donald Trump's bidding and trying to create a narrative here about the report that, that would benefit the president. Because, of course, while Mueller found no determination on the question of obstruction of justice, Bill Barr did and said that the president did not obstruct justice. What you hear in this exchange with with Leahy and Barr and why it's so interesting is that it it gets at the question of whether Barr has been misleading Congress when he answered questions in his previous testimony, when he told lawmakers that he didn't know whether Mueller supported his conclusions and when he didn't, you know, realize or when he when he testified about um, at the time it was reporting that members of Mueller's team were frustrated with the way that Barr had put out that four page summary. And Barr, you know, essentially suggests that he wasn't aware of any of those concerns. Well, now, based on this letter, Democrats say that was misleading. They feel that Bill Barr was deliberately misleading, that he was deceptive in the way that he uh, explained this to Congress. And it's why you're now uh, seeing so much anger and frustration from Democrats that's leading to many Democrats saying, look, it's time for Bill Barr to recuse himself or to resign uh, flat out. We have one Democrat who's saying he should be impeached. I don't think they're going to go that far. But it's it's up to the ante here uh, when it comes to the concerns that Democrats have about the attorney general. Yeah, but Pierre, isn't though Bill Barr, the bottom line with Bill Barr is he ended up putting the whole report out. Isn't isn't that isn't that his like shield saying, guys, what's the problem here? I you you have read the 440 pages no? At the end of the day, that's what the people around him are saying is that he's released an overwhelming majority of the Mueller investigation uh, and its findings. Um, the bottom line here is that here's what's unusual. Number one, that several days after uh, Barr released this March 24th, what he called a, you know, a summation of conclusion, the bottom line conclusions, as he calls them, uh, the Mueller team was not happy. And they felt that um, he needed to put out more information. Now, Barr says that he picked up the phone and called Mueller, uh, and Mueller expressed his concerns. He went out of his way, according to Barr, to say, you were not inaccurate, nor were you misleading. But they clearly wanted more information out. That's item one. Item two here is that Barr is today in some ways paying a price because he did not tell uh, Congress in that initial hearing about this uh, letter from Mueller and about this exchange. Um, He believes that this is not indicative of a real uh, bit of strife between the two men. Uh, But it's, it's, you know, a situation now where he's dealing with it. And I think the thing I'm struck most by today's hearing is that he's sitting there calmly. 
Uh, he feels very confident that he's made principled decisions. And while the Democrats are suggesting that he, you know, is basically uh, the president's attorney and not acting as a chief law enforcement officer, uh, he he seems non-pressed. He seems he's, he seems like he really doesn't care about those descriptions. Now, we'll have to see what he does if they turn up the heat and try to hold him in contempt or something like that. But that his his bottom line, to, to go back to the beginning of your question, mm-hmm. is that, look, we put out the report. Right. What I, was, what I was trying to do is I got a report delivered to me, and I looked at the report, and I said, you know, it's going to take a few weeks to get this full uh, report or most of it out. I felt like because of the public hue and cry for some information, I was going to put out something, and guess what? I did it. But here's the problem politically with that, from from Democrats' point of view, is that while you will have Barr and those who support Barr, many Republicans will say, "Look, he ultimately put the whole thing out, right?" And and you even have Mueller saying that that in in this letter that you know none none of these uh, summaries that he put out were were inaccurate or misleading. It's a timing issue. Because what Democrats will point out is that, yes, he put out the full report, but that Bill Barr essentially got a head start, that he got out there and framed the narrative and that that was a narrative that was beneficial to the president. It was a narrative that the president took and went running with. It's the narrative that allowed the president to be tweeting, you know, even again, just a few hours ago, no collusion, no obstruction, full exoneration. And and the president's critics will say, if you dig down into this report, that's not what the report says. Uh, but that was the, the narrative that was allowed to be baked early on based on that four-page summary, that four-page letter that Bill Barr put out, well, even gang, though he ultimately, you know, did put out a, a much more toothsome, you know, the full report on the full redacted report. Right. And let, let's switch gears a little bit here because this has obviously been a long day for Bill Barr. As Chris was saying, you sort of see uh, how at some moments now he's sort of getting a little more tense as the questioning is going on and on and on. But one area they did explore when the senators were asking questions is that what were his thoughts about certain individuals testifying? He was asked about Don McGahn. He was asked about Bob Mueller. Here's what he said. Do you have any objections? Can you think of an objection of why Don McGahn shouldn't come and testify before this committee about his experience? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I think that he's he, he he's a close advisor to the president. Never, and the president never exerted executive privilege. Excuse me. He may have already waived his. No, we haven't waived executive privilege. Well, at this point, do you believe you're saying, Don? What about Bob Mueller? Should he be allowed to testify before this? I've already said publicly, I have no objection to him. And Don McGahn, should he be allowed to testify? Uh, Well, that's a call for the president to make. Well, he's a private citizen at this point, as I understand. Well, I assume he'd be testifying about privileged matters. So, Mary, let's get a reality check here from the Hill. What do uh, members of Congress want? They want Bob Mueller. They want Don McGahn also, right? Yeah, they'll take anyone they can get, but they particularly want Mueller, especially after the new revelations about this letter. They say, look, the, the bars, uh, they are questioning uh, Barr so much and questioning his uh, separation from the president so much that they say that they have to hear from Barr himself. Excuse me. They say they have to hear from Mueller himself as soon as possible. They've made these requests already. They've reached out to Mueller asking him to testify before the end of the month. Two separate committees have. And they're still waiting to hear back from him. And I've asked several Democrats today, you know, what's the holdup? Why do you think you haven't heard back from Mueller? And you get some very interesting responses. You know, there's a lot of sort of eyebrow raising. One senator just looked at me point blank and said, that's a very good question. I wish I had an answer. There's some concern that the Justice Department is holding him back. What's interesting is that ultimately, you know, Mueller's going to be a private citizen 
sometime in the near future. And once he is, the Justice Department won't be able to prevent him from coming up here. And of course, they could always subpoena him if they need to. But there are some Democrats up here who feel there's some stonewalling going on here. But Pierre, Bill Barr, kind of, Bob Mueller and Bill Barr have been friends for almost 30 years. But today, Bill Barr kind of criticized Bob Mueller and said, hey, he should have made a determination about the obstruction question. That's why I had to make the determination. How do you think uh, Bob Mueller is going to take that? Um, you know, he hasn't spoken publicly in two years. He he might not like it. Um, the two men have, it's, it's fascinating to me, dealt with each other, you know, very delicately uh, in, the, the, in recent weeks, uh, where it, it was fascinating to me that, for example, uh, Barr said today he doesn't know why Mueller did not make that prosecutorial judgment one way or the other. Well, he could ask him and he could press him on it, but apparently they've not done that. Um, So uh, I think one of the issues with the story today, Chris, is this. Nothing that's been said today at that hearing so far, one way or the other, is probably going to change the minds of anyone who is, you know, against the president or anyone who is, you know, uh, for the Democratic, you know, point of view or anyone who thinks that this has been a witch hunt. And that's part of the issue. And you hit on it earlier that ultimately the reports come out. Most of it has. And what you have is just more information about whether there's been tension between Mueller and Barr. Um, and I just I think that that's part of the maddening part about the story. You, you never get any definitive answer about anything. Hasn't this exposed, Pierre, a little bit the the flaw in the special counsel system in that it really, while it's viewed publicly that Mueller was independent, that he was able to proceed on this investigation as he saw fit, at the end of the day, he works for Bill Barr, right? Right. And the attorney general went out of his way today to make that point. He said, essentially think of Bob Mueller as a U.S. attorney. His job was to do an investigation and follow follow a report. And he and, works for me, Barr said, right? right? He works for me. And and there was a quote that he it was almost funny. He said, it was my baby. You know, at that point, he said, after Mueller filed his report, quote, it was my baby. In other words, the final call rested with him. Uh, he expressed surprise that Mueller wouldn't make this prosecutorial judgment. And he made the point, and, and Chris said it. It was sort of a, a jab when he said, look, that's the job. Do the investigation and make the call. Um, Mary, what about Republicans today? Well, what are, have they scored any points? What are they? I mean, they seem to be talking about the struck uh, FBI agents, the corrupt FBI agents, but it's, it doesn't seem like I don't understand their defense. Is there one? Well, what's interesting is that this has become, for Democrats, this has become so much of a hearing about Barr and not necessarily about Trump. And you're hearing from Republicans. Remember, this is a committee that is chaired by Lindsey Graham, one of the president's top allies on the Hill. You are hearing them focus so much on their calls for this investigation into the investigation, the origins of the Mueller investigation and the Russia probe. They want to go all the way back and look at that and what they claim was bias against the president. I've heard the name Hillary Clinton more today than I expected uh, from Republicans. Although I guess that should should come as no surprise. But they say that's what the attention should be focused on. Um, The one thing that's interesting that both sides agree on, and it's an important point to, to, to remember here, is that when you look at the big picture, 
there's an election coming up. And I'm not saying that to talk about politics. I'm saying that to talk about about security. Uh, There's a big focus from both sides of the aisle about how to protect this democracy going forward, uh, given the fact that that there are deep concerns about ongoing Russian meddling and what lessons can be learned from from the conclusions of this report and how to prevent that from happening again. And Mary, Uh, does does Congress feel compelled now? I mean, did you get a sense that they feel compelled now that they're going to have to do something tangible to address that? They are. The question is, can they come together to do that? Uh, you heard Lindsey Graham in his opening remarks say that, you know, he hopes that the committee can work in a bipartisan way going forward to try and address some of these concerns. And everyone has a, has a vested interest in this. Um, it's just a matter of what that looks like. Well, Mary, I just want to go back to what you were talking about with Lindsey Graham and really the person they're playing defense for the White House. I mean, you, you saw in that opening exchange right out of the gate um, with the attorney general, the questions that Graham was asking him, um, you know, basically getting him to agree with the fact that uh, the investigation was done the right way. Take a listen to this. You think he did a thorough job? Yes, and I, I think he feels he did a thorough job and, and, and had uh, adequate uh, evidence to make the calls. Do you think the president's campaign in 2016 was thoroughly looked at in terms of whether or not they colluded with the Russians? Yes. And the answer is no, according to Bob Mueller. That's right. He couldn't decide about obstruction. You did. Is that correct? That's right. You feel good about your decision? Absolutely. Thank you very much. So, Mary, that is, you know, soon enough going to be the end of round one in the Senate. We've got round two in the House. I mean, what? how is that going to look different to people uh, that are going to tune in for this round? It's obviously Jerry Nadler's committee. It's run by Democrats. Do we expect more fire and fury? Do we expect it to be a little calmer? What What's your estimate for well, what the next What's going to look different is that Bill Barr may not be there. Um, right now, it is still unclear if this hearing is actually going to go on tomorrow. And it, and it comes down to a fight over format. And both sides are still digging in. Uh, the Democratic chairman, Gerald Nadler of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, says that in addition to having members of the committee ask questions, they want to have staff attorneys also do a go round to be able to ask uh, from both sides, Democrats and Republicans, be able to ask questions of the attorney general. Uh, Barr says if that's the way it's going to go, he's not coming. And Nadler is holding firm, saying, well, you know, this isn't up for negotiation. There is some precedent for that. Uh, It is rare to have staff attorneys uh, ask questions, but not unprecedented. Uh, But Republicans say that's just going to make the whole thing a a complete sideshow. So we don't know what's going to happen. It's entirely possible tomorrow there will be a hearing in an empty chair. Um, so it, it will look very different. But but to get back to your question and the point about that, that what Graham was saying there, that is Chairman Graham and Republicans trying to turn the page, saying, look, an investigation was done. It was thorough. You know, Mueller did his job. Barr has done his job. It's time to move on. Uh, and that's what you're going to continue to hear from Republicans over and over again. Pierre, the last word here. Um, the, some of the senators have gone. Um, they've gone as far as calling him a liar. They called him a lapdog for the president uh, and talking about that he should resign. Do you think Bill Barr is regretting taking this job as attorney general? I mean, he was this attorney general 25 years ago and had an impeccable reputation. Now, now look at it. Well, I have it on excellent sourcing that, quote, he knew what he was getting into um, and chose to take the job. And, And if you recall his confirmation hearing, one of the things he said over and over again is that He's been in his career long enough where he could do this job and take the fire from all sides if necessary and do what he felt like he thought was right. And from that standpoint, he's very calm about it. I can tell you about that. 
And he seems to be uh, taking the approach that I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, I'll make the calls I need to make and I'll live with the results. Okay. Well, that's a perfect way of ending our special bonus episode covering the Attorney General's testimony on Capitol Hill. Please be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a rating. And remember, new episodes drop every Tuesday. Thanks to our producers, Trevor Hastings, Emily Rochalski, Caitlin Fulmer, and we'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Investigation. <laughs>